talk for a few minutes about adversity. Adversity. By definition, adversity is a condition marked by misfortune, calamity, or distress. And all of us, from time to time, must deal with adversity. All of us must go through times marked by misfortune, calamity, or distress. Now, sometimes these situations are of our own making. But often, they're just circumstances that result from the process of living. But regardless of how we come to face adversity, it's important that we know what to do when adversity arises. Our text today tells the story of a time of adversity for Israel and its capital city, Samaria. Samaria was under siege by the army of Aram, otherwise known as Syria. Thousands were losing their lives. The Syrians had formed an unbroken wall around the city, not allowing anyone to enter or leave and not permitting needed supplies to come into the city. Conditions within the town were appalling. The city was filled with disease, poverty, hunger, and pestilence. Days came and went with no relief from the suffering. In desperation, crowds pressed the gates of the king's palace, crying out for bread, but there was none to be found. The siege had just about brought the city to its knees. Clearly, it was a time of adversity. Now, just outside the city gate, there was a small colony of lepers. Lepers were considered to be outcasts of society. They were afflicted with a terrible, contagious, and at that time, incurable disease. More than that, victims of the disease were considered to be afflicted by God for some sin that they had committed. So, for medical reasons, for social reasons, for spiritual reasons, lepers were kept away from everybody else in the community. It's interesting to note that in spite of the adversity afflicting the Sumerians, they had not allowed their adversity to cause them to look with more kindness and compassion on the adversity of the lepers. No one invited the lepers into the city. No one thought that they needed to relieve the lepers of their suffering. 
as we find them in the text, they're huddled together in a hut, suffering the same fate as those who had cast them off. Now, Shago, there's a lesson here for us today because this is an authentic picture of how people are. Don't think that because people find themselves in the same situation as you, that their dilemma will cause them to have compassion for your dilemma. If anything, shared trouble tends to drive us farther apart. Shared trouble makes us turn against each other. Consider the adverse conditions we are facing as African-Americans in this community today. Unemployment in East Baton Rouge Parish is 3.6%. But for African-Americans, it's nearly double, 6.1%. We're adversely affected by this economy. For every dollar, that a white person makes in this parish. An African-American makes just 53 cents. African-American families have to manage on just two-thirds of the median income of their white counterparts. 27% of children and African-Americans in our parish are living in poverty. We are adversely affected when it comes to education. The national high school dropout rate for African Americans is twice that of Caucasians. We're adversely affected by health dilemmas. African Americans make up 12% of the nation's population, but we're 45% of all AIDS cases in the nation. 43% of African-American men and 46% of African-American women suffer with hypertension. 48% of African-Americans are labeled as obese. We suffer because of ineffective law enforcement. Black males between the ages of 14 and 34 are nine times more likely to be killed by police officers than any other demographic. And when you put all of this together, it means that as a people, we suffer disproportionately from the dilemmas of poverty, unemployment, inadequate education, poor diet, and health. And yet, Though we share in the same maladies, it has not brought us closer together. And if we don't learn how to help each other through our trouble, it will just take longer for all of us to get out of trouble. The adversity of these lepers called for desperate measures. So, they said to each other, why stay here until we die? If we go to the city, there isn't any food there and we'll die. But if we stay here, we're going to die 
any way. Church, from a spiritual standpoint, the condition of these lepers represents the condition of many of us today. We're God's children, but we are overwhelmed by the adversity that confronts us. Death is still all around us. Satan appears to have the upper hand. But these lepers teach us that hurting hearts are open hearts. Starving stomachs are motivators to find food. Sick souls are the vehicle that move us to seek salvation. Recognition of our wretched condition opens to us the resources of heaven's abundance. It reveals to us the spirit of God's word and gives us the opportunity to enjoy life beyond what we can imagine. These lepers faced a desperate situation, but once they realized that nobody else was going to help them, they were willing to risk everything to help themselves. And it reminds us that sometimes it takes adverse circumstances to embolden us to find our treasure. The lepers had just one chance, and it was at the enemy camp. They said, in effect, we might as well go and surrender to the Syrian army. If they let us live, so much the better. But if they kill us, we were going to die anyway. Church, I want you to hear me. The sad reality in this story is that the lepers felt like they had a better chance with the enemy than with their own people. They tried to go back into the city. They tried to gain strength from the close companionship with their fellow Israelites. But they learned very quickly that their disease made them unwelcome, even though the city was suffering just as much as the lepers were. And it's sad that often when people are hurting, whether the hurting is physical or emotional or economic or spiritual, they feel less welcome among their own brothers and sisters in Christ. And they feel like their only choice is to go out in a different direction. It may explain why church attendance in this country is at an all-time low. If we want to see our people come back to the church, then we have to make them feel welcome when they get here. We have to return to being stations of hope and stations of love and stations of healing and stations of forgiveness and stations of redemption and stations of peace and stations of support and stations of kindness instead of being stations of intolerance and meanness and hypocrisy. These lepers were in an adverse situation. They were desperate, and they decided that rather than do nothing and die slowly, they were going to take a chance. They said, there's food where the Syrians are. They may save our lives. At worst, they can only kill us, and we're going to die anyway. So they left their huts in 
the evening twilight and move slowly toward the enemy camp. Every step they were expecting to be captured. Every moment they were expecting to be killed. But when they got there, to their surprise, the tents were deserted. Nobody was there, but they were packed with food. They were packed with water. They were packed with all kinds of goods and possessions. And, and the text says they went from tent to tent, gorging themselves. Not only did they find food and provisions, but they found gold and they found clothes. And they grabbed that and they went off and hid it. Through divine intervention, the Syrians had fled in panic. And God rewarded these lepers for deciding to do something rather than to do nothing. Church, there's a lesson here for us today. We may be facing adversity today. Our lives may be at our wit's end. We may be starving for purpose. We may be famished for the bread of life. We may be looking for something that will give us some significance, but we'll never see God move in our adversity until we're willing to obediently move closer to him. The lepers move from one tent to another, and, and, and the truth began to dawn on them. Their blessing could be a blessing to somebody else as well. Church, all of us are going to find ourselves in adverse situations at one point or another in our lives. But let me tell you, when the Lord blesses you in your adversity, it takes spiritual character to use that blessing to be a blessing to somebody else. These lepers had been blessed by God and, and they were not content to keep the blessing to themselves. Look at the text. It says they looked at what they had and then they looked at one another and they decided this just ain't right. It's not right for us to keep all of this to ourselves. We need to go back. And we need to tell the folk at home what the Lord has done for us. And so the scripture says they immediately got up and went back to the city to tell what God had done. Please don't miss that point. The lepers became the bearers of good news. The folk nobody wanted became the bearers of good news. The folk everybody else had cut off became the most important folk in town. God blessed them in their adversity, and they were not content until they became a blessing for somebody else. Oh, church, have you ever been a leper? I ain't talking about diseased skin. I'm talking about diseased hearts. I'm talking about hurt feelings. Have, have you ever been cut off from folk? 
who you did your best to serve? Have you, have you ever been ostracized from those that are supposed to be like you? Have you ever found yourself left out when God wanted you to be included? Let me tell you, it's a time of adversity. It's a time of difficulty. It's a time of danger, toil, and snare. But in your adverse situation, if you keep your hand in God's hand, and if you allow the Lord to move in your life, the Lord will bring you through your adversity. The Lord will open doors for you that men have closed against you. The Lord will make a way for you out of no way. The Lord will keep food on your table. The Lord will keep clothes on your back. The Lord will keep health in your body. The Lord will keep sanity in your mind. The Lord will turn the darkness of midnight into the light of noonday. But here's the thing. When the Lord blesses you, don't lord it over folk. Don't be mean to the folk who were mean to you. Don't be harsh to the folk that were harsh to you. But when you find that the Lord has blessed you, go back and tell somebody what the Lord has done for me. Go back and tell somebody he picked me up. Go back and tell somebody he turned me around. Go back and tell somebody he planted my feet on a solid foundation. Go back and tell somebody he healed my body. Go back and tell somebody he gave ease to my troubled mind. Go back and tell somebody he became my peace in confusion. In your blessing, learn how to be a blessing to somebody else. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine everywhere I go. Why? Because Jesus gave it to me and, and he told me to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine everywhere I go. these lepers found a treasure and they went back and shared it. You've got a treasure in Jesus Christ. Share the treasure. Tell somebody that he's bread in a starving land. Tell somebody he's water in dry places. Tell somebody he's a mother to the motherless. He's a father to the fatherless. He's a doctor in the sick room. He's a lawyer in the time of trouble. Tell somebody what the Lord has done for you. Choir's going to sing a hymn. Deacons are coming across. Ministers are coming down.
child of African possibility and divine majesty, created by my God with genius and inherent ingenuity, stretching from the Nile to the Mississippi. I'm not a media stereotype created by some false rationalized imagination. I'm a magnificent sacred creation created by the imagination and inspiration of my God's love. I know who I am. <laughs> 